Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about itty bitty podcasts. A podcast. Merry Mini Mondays, Chunky. I'm Carter. I'm Doge, your host with the most middle voice. And for today and today only, I am Jordan. Uh, that felt like such a classic Mini Monday intro. Yeah, it Jordan. was nice. It was refreshing. It felt good. It felt like I didn't have to try so hard. Which is good for which is good for morning boys. All about that low effort podcasting life. Yes, yeah. very much so. Um, guys, I want to go into a little bit of news today. We're going to play some games, but before we do that, I think we would be remiss if we don't spend a little bit of time uh, talking about the most recent loss uh, that we've had in the movie business. Oh, man. And honestly, I think losing Chadwick Boseman feels more than just losing an actor, doesn't it? I think yeah. so too. There's yeah. something about that. And it was just tough. I, we shared, we were, you know, sharing on Slack when it happened. And that was, this was one of those articles that when I first saw it, I really just didn't believe it. Same. I, I didn't believe it. It felt like it was kind of a fake thing. But then I started looking at other sources and everybody's confirming and to see that it was actually his Twitter account that first announced uh, that his family was using on behalf of. And yeah, it's, uh, I'm still pretty devastated. Yeah. Um, in terms I think of, I, I think I said because Ka- Callie's the one that told me she was. We were sitting next to each other on the couch, and she like leaned her phone over to me, and I, I think I said like, "Wait, what?" Like out loud five or six times before I was like, "Oh, this is real." Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was that was so particularly shocking, and I, I think it's it speaks volumes to the character of the people he keeps around him because obviously this news did not leak, so. I think that's great, but um, yeah, shocking for me is is I think the best word to use. Yeah, yeah, and it just he he kind of felt like he didn't have a ton of roles just yet. You know, he was forty three, I think, and so but the ones that he had were so significant. 
yeah, uh, to movies, and then also just to like the black community. And so part of it too was just feeling like it just feels relentless. Like it just felt like losing Chadwick Boseman in a same year that we're losing, um, you know, Kobe Bryant and and just a lot of other things that are happening. It just felt like blow after blow, and it's so significant too. Even with you know the success of Black Panther and and what Chad Boseman uh, represented. Um, it was because he, he kind of at playing Jackie Robinson in 42, he got to be this kind of homage to, you know, almost like when, like a Will Smith playing Muhammad Ali or somebody like that, an homage to somebody who really kind of changed the game. Sure. But then to be Black Panther, to be T'Challa was, was so future oriented. It was so like here, we're going into like a new phase and, and what that did in terms of representation, um, for superheroes. And so, yeah, my, my heart breaks for so many different reasons during all of this. Like it's, it's incredibly sad just all around, but you know, and something we talked about on Slack together a little bit is like the importance of representation is not lost on me. And I remember, um, particularly with just cause I have a soft spot for superheroes, particularly with into the spider verse and black Panther. I remember watching yeah. both movies, multiple points with, with tears in my eyes thinking of, um, like young black boys and girls that got to do what I grew up doing with every superhero, which is seeing somebody that looked like me be larger than life in that way. Um, And I I just can't, I've seen so many posts of young kids so devastated by this. Um, And I, but the thing that I keep coming back to is like, this is so sad and, and, and awful, but like black Panther, the movie is still there. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. And maybe it's, it's not my place or responsibility or privilege to find the, uh, silver lining here, but like, sure. Those, those kids can go watch that again and still see that hero be so incredible. Yeah. It feels a little raw to, to say like, here's the proper way to contextualize this. But I think there's something to be said for the fact that now when we watch Black Panther and when we watch, 42. And when we watched Chadwick Boseman, uh, we're able to see like, hey, he believed in this stuff so much. Uh, he believed it was so important what he was doing, uh, the kind of the kind of films that he was choosing to participate in, which were elevating his community and breaking down doors and saying, hey, this is possible. And he believed that that was so important that he kept going despite being handed the worst possible set of cards in his personal life. Totally. And kept going and kept pushing to be an inspiration for people who looked like him. And totally. like, I don't know, to me that, that cements it as like, yes, he played Black Panther, but Chadwick Boseman, I think was heroic in and of himself. Totally. I agree. Yeah. And I think, you know, in talking about the future, Black, Black Panther 2 had been announced. I don't know if it was in pre-production or anything like that. And some reports would come out to say that, that Chadwick was fully intending to, to be a part of that. I mean, he... You know, I think the rumors have always been that that's going to be about Shuri. That's what I've yeah. heard since since I walked out of Black Panther. Every rumor is Black Panther 2 is going to be about Shuri. And now I know why. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it almost feels like that they were prepping for that. Yeah. Uh, or or him just not being able, not not much less being, you know, not available. But it's, I think hopefully there's going to be, I, I'm sure there's going to be a really thoughtful uh, way to remember him uh, still. I think all that to say, I think the effects of, the role that he played will still be around. 
one hundred percent in new releases. I think for for a good amount of time. But um, as we move on, which is always tough on a uh, usually usually goofier leaning podcast. Um, before we do a little bit of celebration of life and play a game, uh, there is a there was some news uh, that that came out uh, this week, and things are. <laughs> Not necessarily getting back to normal, but it's starting to feel like that more. We had a James Bond uh, trailer release uh, that was about two minutes long uh, that had a November tagged at the end. And so, yeah. um, and you know what? Something funny happened. So we usually record on Friday mornings. So last Friday morning, which would be the Monday, the mini Monday that that the listeners heard last, I had said, you know, Tenet wasn't doing so well. Um, but that was before they had even factored in the weekend box office. Tenet actually made $53 million uh, <laughs> on opening weekend, um, which is great and was even better than a lot of people was were, were predicting. And so I think with that, uh, some of these studios are starting to say, you know what, let's just maybe let's give this a shot. So I, th- I think that uh, No Time to Die is probably going to be released in theaters personally. Um, it's tough to know because it feels like a mixed bag because of the release of Mulan this last weekend. Um, and that being a $200 million movie. I mean, this Mulan is significant in the movie business in that this was the highest budgeted film of any female director um, ever. And so uh, I, I just kind of, are you encouraged to see uh, if, if more trailers come out for movies, cause usually stuff's happening around this time with like Oscar movies, right. which that that's, and honestly, half of those are on streaming platforms in the first place. So we weren't really going to theaters for those. Is there some kind of encouragement to see a big blockbuster trailer? That's, that's really putting a date out there in terms of a release that there might be an assumption it's in theaters. It feels presumptuous. Same. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a long time between now and November. And if there's one thing I've learned about the way that time works is that every day is a new opportunity for the United States to completely bungle the response to coronavirus. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not yeah. confident. Also, and we're, we're recording on la- this. This recording comes out on Labor Day. So happy Labor Day, everybody. Happy Labor Day, uh, COVID-19. Look around. Are there walls? Good. Is it just you? Great. Stay there. Yeah. Hopefully. Stay there. <laughs> Hopefully you're not listening to this episode on your way on the way to your big open mouth kissing party. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely don't want that. Uh, in some other news, uh, Empire Magazine seems to kind of have a grip on giving us first images of some of the most anticipated movies. Why of the is last that, decade. by the way? Why does Empire I don't seem like they get first dibs on that? I don't know, but they were the ones that had the first spread for when JJ was doing his first Star Wars movie. You know, they mm-hmm. had they had uh, they typically done a they're ton typically of Avengers like stuff too. Character yep. and costume reveals. I think they have ongoing <laughs> partnerships with several studios. Interesting. Yep. Um, but we did get just a little taste. If you follow Two Chunks Twitter, uh, this had been tweeted several days ago, but we got our first little taste of the sandworm. Oh, man. Um, it is it is too big it's for me. It's terrifying, like. and I don't like it, and I can't <laughs> wait to see it move. They've also managed to do something with its little uh, kind of blue whale-like teeth. Totally. It seems like combs of yeah. teeth to make it look like a big eyeball. Yeah, it just looks like yep. an eye to me. I don't. And so I, I don't like it, but I like it. It's gonna I, I go think, strain out all the sand krill. It's gonna just get all that sand krill and just chomp some uh, uh, Chomp. Did that have L in it? A chomp. <laughs> a C H A L M P. It's a chomp. 
They're going to get a worm chomp. It was funny. So almost back to back, we had a James Bond trailer, uh, a new No Time to Die trailer. And then, though, we had an announcement for Mandalorian Season 2 releasing October 30th. And so in a world where most people are probably thinking it's going to be a while before we go into theaters, it feels like show announcements that are streaming are more exciting. Yeah. Yes. It feels like my house. Oh, this is in my house. This is super attainable. Uh, What is one thing that you're hoping to see? We've all watched The Mandalorian, yes? Yeah. Yes. I don't think we can have a a podcast about cinema and not. Um, (laughs) uh, What are you hoping to see in season two? It's coming sooner than I thought it would. Or maybe I forgot. I'm... Mine's spicy. Do you want me to go first or last? First. Go first. An actual story. That's okay. Season one was wonderful set pieces. There was very little overarching story, very little connective tissue. I think season one was a couple of great episodes stretched out into a full season. And that for me is why The Mandalorian is great, but it's not, I wouldn't put it up there with other prestige television that I watch. The budget's awesome. Effects are awesome. It looks and feels awesome, but there is just, to me, not even close to enough connective tissue. We don't really advance the narrative forward until the last two episodes, and we kind of just go on little adventures on planets. It's very monster of the week, but that's, you know, if that's what we're going for, that's what we're going for. Season two, I would love an actual story. I think Uh, I agree, just not quite as strongly. I think that that the seeds were planted really well in season one to do something awesome, and I would love to see... I would love some more meat to sink my teeth into. I feel the same way about The Witcher. I think that's my same complaint with The Witcher is like, hey, this is great. Now that we've got season one out of the way, can we actually start telling our story? Right. Yeah. And I I would say, not to compare them, because I mean, obviously they're super different, but like, I would say that The Witcher starts to really matter once Geralt and Ciri and Yennefer are all like in each other's lives. Sure. So the last episode. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so... Um, maybe the Mandalorian has a similar structure. Like maybe it's once uh, um, Giancarlo Esposito's character gets the dark saber and things start to pop off. Maybe that's when they're planning on like, okay, now let's unveil kind of more of. Sure. Yeah. Because it's going to be Jinjeric. That's his name, right? The Mandalorian. Uh, It's going to be him and the asset with Ahsoka and Rex. Probably. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, while a lot of my favorite shows have really slow starts, this one, this one did feel slower, but it is as if Favreau knew that, that maybe while it leaves us wanting more, maybe that's enough, maybe just to walk around Star Wars and it not, uh, overall disappoint you yet. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah. Which is, I guess a high bar for Star Wars because this felt way more like Star Wars than the sequel trilogy did to me. There's, there's something about, and we've had. I, I, we've always talked about directors a lot, but I think since we've done Chooser's Choice, uh, since we did our favorite director movie series, um, I think I'm appreciating more and more the influence of like the hype of whoever's attached to the project. I, yeah. John Favreau, to me, feels like he really cares about the story and feels really safe. I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping to see, though, uh, I hope to see Boba Fett uh, mm-hmm. at some point. That would and be awesome. Also, I need to see some more Werner Herzog. He's, um, he's dead though, right? I know. I, he did. But I think he's important enough that we need to see him as a hollow 
What if uh, we just invent some new force abilities that totally negate I death just in the need Star Wars to universe? have Werner Herzog in my life. He has grown like my my affection for him grows every day. Yeah. What if there was a way like what if there was an in-universe way? This sounds crazy. I don't think anybody would ever do this, but an in-universe way in Star Wars to where death didn't matter and nothing was permanent and you could just sort of jerk people around in any direction you want with the story because nothing know. has consequence. That sounds, I know that sounds crazy, but we could get Werner Herzog back. I've got an even wilder idea. <laughs> what if we make a sequel trilogy and we hype up our minority characters as very important and then completely sideline them? What if it was just Werner Palpatine? Ooh. <laughs> Werner Palpatine. Werner? Werner who? <clears throat> Can we, okay, just real quick. Imagine, just for a moment, that you go walk at your uncle's house, a place you've never been before. And his neighbor comes up and is like, hey, what's your name, man? And you're like, Carter. And they're like, Carter who? Now, is your first answer to give them your last name or to be like, sorry, man, I don't know you. I don't really <laughs> hey, have an obligation got, to identify we've got myself. A whole, we've got a whole episode about this. I know, but it's just wild. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Trying to, trying to bring us back. <laughs> I uh, a couple other releases recently that I think are a little bit underrated still uh, is The Boys on Amazon yeah, Prime. Still haven't watched. I need to. that. That uh, uh, episode one came out last weekend, and then one of them is underrated because it it's its first season. But I have watched uh, the first episode of Raised by Wolves. I haven't watched it yet, uh, watched which it is yet. the new Ridley Scott project. It, we actually got three episodes on its release day. Jeez. And so there's three episodes out there and I'm trying not to, I don't want to overhype it, <laughs> but from what I've already seen, <laughs> it's also extra hard for me because he's my favorite. I'm about to say. <laughs> um, it is going to give us everything that we love about what Ridley Scott future looks like. But it's also, I think, maybe since Blade Runner, his most risky, like way out there kind yeah. of story, which is which is exciting for him because yeah, he's one of those that's like no, and then he just kind of pulls it off. But um, I would like to play a little game with my friends, uh, and uh, I want to celebrate some people that were born today. <gasps> yeah, so let's play extra credit. Oh um, no! No, I'm kidding. Uh, okay. Let's play Ooh. A Star Was Born. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I got carpet burned from the rug being yanked out from under me. <laughs> uh, we're going to play a little bit of A Star Was Born. I have three stars for you today. I have two that were born today uh, and one that was born tomorrow. Uh, and I'd love for us to start with this first one because that's how you start things. That's true. Um, our actress is going to be turning on this day 53 years old. So that means she was born in slow computer. Uh, she was born on September 7th. So today, 1967. So this actress has 37 credits. Uh, we are not going to talk about three of them. So we're going to talk about 34 credits for this actress. You're going to have three random shots at it uh, on these credits. The, the closest credit would be the 34th credit, the most recently released credit. Uh, and then the oldest would be the very first credit. And we're going to try and guess who this actress is. It's a little bit tougher today. It's, there's not as many obvious ones uh, as we usually do, but I'm, I think y'all are ready to be challenged. Next level. We're, we're just, the games have just been too easy lately. They've just been too easy. 
I'm thinking 32. I could do 32. 30 second credit. Masterminds. 2016. Masterminds. Wouldn't it be crazy if there was somebody who was like, wait, I don't know what that is. No, 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 no. Isn't that the Kate McKinnon movie? I, like I said, wouldn't it be crazy if there was somebody who's like, I don't know what Masterminds is. I want to say there was a movie with Kate McKinnon and Zach, like Zach Galifianakis or something like that called Masterminds. I think that's it. But it's not you Kate McKinnon. She's not trying to grab it though. Right. She's like in her um, early 30s. 53, this actress is turning. 53. Let's, let's give another, let's get another number. What are you thinking? Let's go, let's go 26. 26 is... Is that because it's, it's half of... Oh, it's not half of 53. Hey, hey guys, never mind. <laughs> Workaholics. It's a single episode. <laughs> Oof. We've done 26 and 32. Okay. <clears throat> if she was on a single episode of Workaholics, that probably means that she was already a big enough deal to bring in for like a guest spot. So let's go earlier than 26. I've seen okay. every episode of that show and I'm trying to remember like who all comes in and cycles in. Um, you want to do like 20? Yeah. House Arrest. Comedy actress. I'm wondering if this could be like Melissa McCarthy. I feel like she's got more credits than that. Um, my first thought was... Probably. Uh, my first thought was... Um, What's her name? The actress who plays Jan on The Office. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, I don't remember I think her. we're looking for somebody about that about that level of, of famousness. Fame, I, actually, is the I, word for I that. I don't think so. I, <laughs> I doubt we would be playing to guess somebody whose name we don't at least know. I think her name is Melora Hardin. Oh, you're probably right. But tell me, th- tell me more people whose names I don't know. I think you're right that Melissa McCarthy has more has more than that. Do we have a guess? Hmm. Hmm. I don't think it's Maya Rudolph. She's been in more stuff than yeah. She's got to have bigger credits than that. I think I think you're looking for stars that are too bright. Okay, but I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't know how to solve that. Helpful and hurtful. I love yeah. that. I love that <laughs> cross, the crosshair. There's a big problem with you, but I don't know. You figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um okay, my hunch leans towards some sort of SNL alum just because I'm pretty sure uh I'm pretty sure Masterminds is the Kate McKinnon movie I'm thinking of and they tend to all stick together. So an SNL alum in their 50s uh, if we're thinking SNL alums in their 50s it could be like Nancy Carell. I I doubt that, but yes, it could be her. So you think it's somebody bigger than a brighter star? I I think it is not a Maya Rudolph, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, like household name necessarily, but I don't think it is. I don't think it's Nancy Carell. Why did you just replace Phoebe with Maya Rudolph and friends? I don't know why I did that. That was weird. <laughs> that would be interesting. I think I'd like that. No offense, Phoebes, but Maya Rudolph is funny. Oh, man, we got to guess somebody, huh? Yeah, we probably should. Do we go with a no guess and I just tell you? No. Mm-mm, mm-mm, Can't. Mm-mm. Good. Good answer. Jordan, I'll leave it to you. I'll let you make the call. Rachel Dratch. Ooh. <laughs> Happy 53rd birthday to Leslie Jones. Huh. Okay. Born in Memphis. 
Tennessee. Dude, I think I forget how ago. old she is. She's older than I thought she was. Yeah. She came <laughs> on to SNL. Yeah. Not like a, a baby. Like is Masterminds the, Kate McKinnon and Zach Galifianakis? That's the exact okay. movie. Yes, sir. Our next actress is going to be turning 33 today. Happy 33rd birthday to uh, an actress with 59 credits. And we're not going to count two of them. So only 57 credits here uh, to be counted. 33rd birthday. 57 credits to be counted. 57 to be counted. I'm feeling 54 reach out to me. That feels nice. 54th credit is Frozen 2. I haven't seen it. I don't know who's in it. I mean, Kristen Bell. Yeah, but she's not 33. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood is in it. Ooh, hold on now. She's not 33, is she? I don't know. I feel like she could be 33. Well, let's keep going. Yeah. You got two more guesses. About 48. We said, what was it? 57? Okay. Into the Forest. Evan Rachel Wood. Trees are in forests. Mm. So... I say we go Evan Evan to go into the forest. I I say like 30. Yeah. 30. Across the universe. I've seen that movie one time and I don't remember anybody who's in it except what's that kid's name? Is it Asa Butterfield in that movie? I have no idea. I'm I think when I think of Frozen 2, those are the three female leads in that movie. Right? Oh, no. Which means, of course, they're the only three females in the movie. There's another character. There's like a the magic people. They forgot there's a whole story about the magic people. (laughs) Oh, no. If it's not Evan Rachel Wood, it's the actress who plays the magic girl. Describe her to me. Cartoon. (laughs) Cartoon. Wait, Into the Woods. Into the Forest. Into the forest. So that's not the like Red Riding Hood music. The thing. musical? No. No. My my vote is Evan Rachel Wood. And if it's if it's the magic cartoon actress, I'm going to be very disappointed because I remember watching it and going, oh my gosh, that's her. And I don't remember who her was. It's not like Anna Kendrick. She feels like she pops up and stuff all the time. No, it's not Anna Kendrick. It's gosh, I don't remember. Right, I think I'll I'm about on. to find out who it is, but yeah, let's lock in Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, I'll do that. Happy 33rd birthday, born in Raleigh, North Carolina. How would you pronounce that? I think it's pronounced Raleigh. Raleigh. Raleigh, North Carolina. Happy 33rd birthday, Evan Rachel nice. Wood. Nice. Yes. Very nice. Nice. I've got to find out who's the magic girl in Frozen. Uh, Martha Plimpton, maybe? Based well, on I the don't. voice, I would have to say it's the wickedly talented Adele Dazeem. We've got one more birthday, and this one's this one's a good one. A 39th birthday uh, from our actor who has 36 credits, and we'll count them all. Okay. I think 36. Yeah. And his birthday is uh, tomorrow, by the way. Uh, TV series, Last Man Standing. As in Tim Allen? He's much older than this. No, I know, but that's the that's his show, right? Yeah. He blames oh, millennials man. for the fall of his sitcom. Oh, man, Tim. Okay, so he's in Last Man Standing. 
I've never watched even a moment of that show, so I don't know who else is in it besides him. I don't either. Um, let's go like 28. I can do that. TV movie. Oh, come on. Oh, no. You know what? I'm not going to do that to you. I'm going to give you 37. The Wild Thornberries. <laughs> TV series. Wait, his that's jump, 30, his jump 37? From, or 27? 27. Okay. <laughs> it's like There's a new Wild Thornberries? But his, that means his jump from Last Man Standing to Wild Thornberries happens over five movies. He's a character actor, I think. How how old is this person? You're talking about nine different things. Did you just say five? You well, went from 36 to 27, right? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking 33. That's my fault. Yeah. yeah how yeah. old is this person turning? They're going to be 39 years old tomorrow. So it's not Tim Curry. <laughs> uh, the wild the wild thornberries was. Uh, it doesn't look like he was a regular though. He was on six episodes of the wild thornberries. Unhelpful to me personally. Okay, okay let's go you, north yeah, of wild there. thornberries for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> how does so somewhere in the 30s? How does 32 taste? Sweet as Tupelo honey. Sweet like candy to my soul. <laughs> Veronica Mars TV series. Looks like a one-off. A uh, little hint to help you, because this is a really hard one. Lock it in. little hint to help you. He was born in Bethlehem. Is this Jesus? Wait, no. You said, yeah, no. I'm sticking with Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Let's lock it in. Lock it in. Uh, happy 39th birthday, born in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT. Oh, it makes oh. sense that he would go on Last Man Standing, actually. Yeah. Yep. Happy 39th birthday. He actually has less, less credits than the late 90s, early 2000s would have predicted for him, I think. I'm yep. going to leave this at your feet like a cat leaves a dead bird or mouse. And ready? Here it is. Jonathan Jailer Jamas. How do we feel? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like the taste. It's nice. <laughs> um, I have just a couple of additions, uh, a couple of entries, and then we'll be done with this episode. But I do want to talk uh, and play. Uh, let's talk about some other movies that are coming out that we probably have no idea what they're about or what they are, and we've never heard of them. Let's okay. play a little bit of Rumpelstiltskin. Just a little bit. Uh, as we do every time, want to go ahead and apologize for... Oh, wait, nope. no, we said we're done apologizing for that. Sorry. I think that part got cut, but now we're leaving this in the episode. We're not sorry. You knew what you signed up for when you pushed subscribe and download. <laughs> I love I love taking an antagonistic approach to our, to our listeners. <laughs> our wonderful listeners who've done so much for us. And yeah, now we're like angry. Now it's, now it's turned. Okay, here's our first movie. This will be released October 9th. It's a good time this year. It's a good time for movies. Get ready. Get ready. When experienced bank robber Tom Carter meets Annie and falls in love with her, he resolves to change his ways and start anew. First on his to-do list is to turn himself in for the $7 million loot he has been hiding at the storage facility where he works. 
He, however, quickly realizes that the FBI isn't as pristine as he thinks it is, and that crooked and corrupt officials litter its ranks. Soon he finds himself having to fight to clear and protect his name. What's this called? More importantly, who do you think would be a really good actor to play the lead for a movie like oh, this? It's Nick Cage. It's for sure Nick Cage. It's not Nick Cage. It's a Liam Neeson film. Ooh. I feel confident based on the story of this, that this takes place in Florida. Um, <laughs> and the name of this movie, of course, you said the two names were Annie and Carter. Uh, Annie so, and Tom. Uh, Tom Carter. Tom, yeah. Carter. Tom Carter. Yeah. So it's uh, the mo- name of this movie is Annie's Carter Gun. <laughs> Get out of here. I was going to say this movie is called Smooth Criminal, colon, Annie, are you okay? <laughs> this movie is called Why Honest Songs. <laughs> I, I was going to say Annie's got a gun. <laughs> this movie is called Honest Thief. Uh, and the tag for Honest Thief is never steal a man's second chance. Hey, Riveting. Honest Thief writers, if you're listening, mistake. <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, another uh, movie that we have coming soon. Let me find it. Oh, yep. This one looks fun. Set in 1990, a lonely bachelor named David searches for an escape from the day-to-day drudgery of caring for his aging mother. While seeking a partner through a video dating service, he discovers a strange VHS tape called Rent-A-Pal. Hosted by the charming and charismatic Andy, the tape offers him much-needed company, compassion, and friendship. But Andy's friendship comes at a cost, and David desperately struggles to afford the price of admission. I think it's probably called Rent-A-Pal. Seems like a safe bet. Yeah. Not funny, but maybe right. Seems (laughs) seems like a bullseye, maybe. It's called Rent-A-Pal. Yeah. Cool. I love, you know, I, my favorite part of like sports go, go, is, fire when, it off. is when two fire people off. are like about to shoot a basket and one person makes it. And then they're like, that's the game. <laughs> Just don't even it's try. All, I mean, it's because I want to hurry up and get to this last one to end our episode. Okay. This one releases September 17th, 2020. So it's very soon. You could like fall asleep and wake up and it's here. That's in a small radio there. station. In a small town radio station a bite from a rabid bat turns a punk rock disc jockey yes there is so much going on i'm gonna start over there is so much going on in this first 12 words in a small town radio station a bite from a rabid bat turns a punk rock disc jockey into a blood-sucking vampire as she prepares to perform her last broadcast we sure we want to make movies about people getting diseases for bats right now? No, probably not. There's only one critic review right now, and they say it's fresh. Bobby LaPire loves is, this movie. Is Bobby LaPire the bat? Could be. Uh, the genre for this movie is horror, mystery, suspense, science fiction, fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> It's the everything bagel of movies. (laughs) Wow. It does it all. Okay. (laughs) The name. Hey, what's your favorite movie in the horror, mystery, suspense, science fiction, fantasy genre? (laughs) 
goodness. The name of this movie is Don't Touch That Dial. D-I-E. Ooh, 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 ooh. I think her name is Cardi. And so this movie is called Alucardi. <laughs> and, 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 and backwards, it's E-Dracula. It's I-Dracula. I-Dracula. <laughs> the name... Uh, uh, the tag for this movie is Late Night Bites. That's pretty funny. That's pretty Ooh, good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the movie is called 10 Minutes to Midnight. Oh, that's my Which, favorite Boys Like Girls song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a letdown comparative yeah, to what y'all shared. Yeah, that's a big bummer. Which kind of means you won, I guess. There's not necessarily winners to this game. I feel like if you're going to go that wild with your movie and really swing for the fences and you give me a boring title, it's like yeah. you gave up at the end. They should what if have Scott Pilgrim versus Late the Night World Bites? was called Michael Sarah's old friends yeah. instead of Scott Pilgrim versus the World? I wouldn't go uh, see it. I love in in this same realm of changing the title of a good movie and making you not want to see it. Dude, my favorite I'd love movie to end about this episode. time travel is Adam Sandler with that remote. <laughs> it's just called uh, Adam Sandler with that remote. <laughs> Don't ring yourself dry because to end this episode, I want to hear your name. And give me uh, a literal uh, movie title like this uh, to change uh, uh, people's um, the hype for a movie for a good movie. Ready? Uh, I'm gonna let, let's say it and then have the others two other two uh, guess what movie this is. I'm Carter and Big Lizard Chase. <laughs> Either Jurassic, <laughs> it's either Jurassic Park or, or Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla, it's Jurassic Park. The Brendan Fraser Godzilla. Yes. Wait, Brendan Fraser had a was Godzilla? that not Brendan Fraser? The 90, 1998? You thinking of the Mummy? No, that's Cusack. No, that's uh, Ferris Bueller. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, no, that's not Matthew. Matthew Broderick. Broderick. No, he he Is had it? a Godzilla. Guys, yeah, that's, that's Matthew Broderick. That's Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Oh man, Godzilla is pretty fast. If you don't slow down once in a while, <laughs> he might not eat you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Doge, and the hottest movie of the summer is Slow French Lullabies to Sleep to. Oh, it's Inception. Yep. Uh, oh, Inception. <laughs> uh, and I'm Jordan, and this one is called The Office Christmas Party of Terror. Die Hard. Yeah. Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of this game? I think it should be Stumple Real Rin. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.